Carl Jung said, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. This is an invitation to move differently in the world, to operate from a place of deep knowing and alignment. I'm Adrian McDonald and welcome to the Mindset Strategist Podcast. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. I am so grateful you decided to join me. Happy Spring Equinox. If you have been listening for a while, you know I think of spring more as my new year. In January, I'm still wintering. And this upcoming week is my birthday week. It's a milestone one. So I'm going to be sharing a special offer in celebration of that with you. I'm also dropping this episode a little earlier than I normally do, so enjoy. As I said, this is a milestone year for me. It's a milestone birthday, but it's also a milestone year in the fact that I've been out of corporate and in my own business for 10 years now. So that brings me to today's topic. Two questions I get asked a lot are, how did you leave corporate? And from people that knew me back when I was in corporate, what happened to you? And they're usually referring to, and they're trying to be kind about it, you've changed. So buckle up, we're going to have a bit of a story time here. And maybe you'll see some of your own challenges in this and find some inspiration to make some changes. Now, as I have mentioned before many times, I was in technology for well over 20 years. We won't talk about how many over the 20, all right? In my last corporate gig, I worked for a Fortune 100 company. I was one of the highest ranking females in the department, not because I was especially high on the chain of command, but more because we just didn't have a lot of female staff that were senior. I have been unhappy and I have been burnt out with my position for several years, but I felt trapped by the golden handcuffs. I had stock options that, you know, would mature over time. I had bonuses, and quite frankly, I was paid very well. I was unhappy, but I was financially comfortable. And then the company went into acquisition, and I was reorged to the one VP that I had a long, contentious history with, the one guy that was like my nightmare scenario as a boss. So I went from being unhappy to absolute misery every day. And it was very well known in the department that we were like oil and water. So after a couple of months, inevitably we had a blow up. And I remember sitting there and something just clicked. I remembered who I was and I was done. I was done trying to make this guy happy because that was never going to happen. And I knew in my bones, like in my soul, that I was going to be okay, but I wasn't going to tolerate the bullshit any longer. And this was even though I was the breadwinner of my household. I was done. I arranged a meeting with a CIO, who was actually the person who created a position for me at the company in the first place. I told him, I'm like, hey, I don't know what you were thinking by this reorg, but this is not going to work. And I think after he talked to both of us, he realized that he just wanted to, we had to do some layoffs and he wanted to keep me, he said. But they packaged me out and then I left. And in hindsight, because that's always great, right? Hindsight with the awareness that I now have, I look back and I have to laugh 
because I was stuck in such victim mentality and consciousness. I couldn't get out of my own way. I really, really wanted to make that VP the problem. And although some of his behavior was problematic, he wasn't the problem. I was. I was... I had allowed him to set up camp in my head to the point where it affected my health quite a bit, both physically and mentally. And like I said, I was just, I was so burned out. And almost immediately, people were contacting me for similar positions because I had networked pretty well in the community and, and outreach. And I just cringed at the thought of jumping from the frying pan into the fire. It was just going to be more of the same. Or at least I thought it was going to be more of the same. And I wanted to do something, I wanted something different. And I wasn't sure what that was, but I didn't want the same. And I heard a lot of, oh, but you're so good at it during this time. And I was very good at my job. I always got very hard marks on my performance reviews. I built extremely high-performing teams. Um, I was considered to be a good leader by mostly my staff and, and peer group and, and upper management. But just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's what you should be doing with your life. And also, your job might not be your calling in life either, but there had been a restlessness in me that I knew I was supposed to be doing something else. I had all these other talents and gifts that I wasn't using or bringing forward because I didn't know how to do that. And quite frankly, some of them I, I wasn't sure I wanted to share with the world. Now, the first thing I did because I was in this quandary is like, okay, I, I sort of approached it like a project. I was like, I need to take an inventory of every job I have ever had. So that's what I did. It's a good job inventory. Like, what were the requirements of the job? Blah, 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 blah. And I looked at what did I really like doing? And what did I do just hated doing? And then what was like, okay. And I was looking for patterns. And I was looking for themes of what I really enjoyed doing, where I thought I was in flow. And that became very clear what the theme was, and it was people development. I'd been in management for most of my technology career. I'm naturally great at seeing the potential in people and cultivating that potential. And seeing that potential realized gives me great joy. So I was like, all right, what do I, how do I, like, what do I do with this? So I took a ICF-approved coaching certification program, and I got the certification. And that was a very interesting experience because it gave me a very different perspective on how to interact with people from a development standpoint. And the ICF, or the International Coaching Federation, is one of the standard in the coaching industry, particularly for those that do executive and leadership core coaching for like corporate entities. Now, I will say I didn't resonate with their approach very much. However, I did appreciate the training. And I think that there's been a lot of talk around whether the coaching industry should be regulated or not. And I'm not, I'm not much for the regulation. But I do believe 
that you need some sort of training and some sort of mentorship before you go out and try to work with the public because otherwise you're going to try to work your own issues out on your clients and that's that's not a good situation. But I decided to go out on my own and consult. Now I had done this before, but this time it just felt different. I had enough awareness at the time to know that there were several skill sets that I needed to work on in order to make this work. Sales comes to mind. I I did not think I was very good at sales. And a former colleague came to mind when I was thinking about this. She had started her own training business. Shout out to Teresa. And I had noticed a real fundamental change in her. Not only had she like started a, a business, but there was more confidence. She seemed happier. So we went to lunch and I was like, okay, what are you doing? Because you're, how are you building this business here? And like, what's going on with you? And she said, oh, you need to meet my coach. Now, when she said that, I admit I was a little hesitant because I had just gone through this training and I was like, I don't know if I want to sit through another training class like that. And she said, no, 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 just just come to this event with me. He's having an event, so it's in a couple of weeks. You know, you can come with my plus one to see what it's like. And I went with her. And within the first hour of the first day, it was a multi-day event, I was like, I have found my people. And I joined a, a one of his group programs, shout out to the Nagel, if you know, you know, that was, I think, an eight-week program. And quite frankly, I thought, okay, this guy's going to help me become a better salesperson because that was like one of his big things and sort of give me some fundamentals. And I was, I got it. When I was there, I was a little on the fence because I think the program was maybe, I don't know, I think it was like $3,000. And I had never invested in myself like that outside of being in a corporation and having the corporation pay for it. I had bought courses before, but I don't think I had ever spent that much money. And I thought, okay, all right, you can give me some skill skills here and you know, and I can I can do this. Oh, how little did I know. <laughs> so I had secured a couple of consulting contracts within the realm of technology consulting. Things were moving. And because I was seeing results, I decided to join his year-long coaching program. And that's when I think my coach really started becoming my mentor because there there is a shift of difference there because it wasn't just that he was helping and I was seeing results in my career my life was shifting I was changing and I was changing a lot and I was changing fairly rapidly I started examining my belief systems I started changing my belief systems and when you do that it has a ripple effect on everyone around you So all of my relationships changed. Some of them fell away. Some of them got rocky. Some of them got better. But I started to see what was possible for me in a way that I had never seen before because he helped me kick that door open. And let me tell you, when that door is kicked open, when you can actually see it, 
for yourself, you don't go back. What's interesting to me is to this day, I still have people that ask me when I'm going back to get a tech job. Still, 10 years later. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but it still happens. Not anymore, anyway. But in the, say, the first three years, it happened rather consistently. And that brings me to my $15,000 mistake, or not really mistake, but lesson. I call it my $15,000 mistake, sort of in jest. But I decided to have a VIP day with a brilliant person that specializes in helping small businesses sell to corporate. She is the chef's kiss on that, as the kids would say. It was an amazing day. We clearly laid out some tactical planning. It was solid, great advice. And it hit every terror button in me that I had. I was absolutely scared to death. There was I just didn't believe there was any way I was going to be able to pull this off. One of the biggest aha moments to come out of that day was skills are transferable. Now, intellectually, I understood that. I have been on panels where I have told people that, but I wasn't believing it, and there's a big difference there. I was coming from a place of, yes, I accomplished all those things, but they weren't really mine because I was wearing the mantle of a Fortune 100 company. Never mind that I had led teams saving various companies millions and millions of dollars. Never mind I had led teams that were doing award-winning programs. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Those were team accomplishments, company accomplishments, not mine. But yes, those things were still also mine. As Megan Watterson says, worth isn't given, it is claimed. So that day was a lot about claiming my worth outside of the organizations that I had worked for in the past. Now, you may be saying, that sounds pretty great. Why the hell do you mention a $15,000 mistake or lesson? Because I left that meaning and I took very little action with the tactical plan. And there was this part of me that was still nagging that this still wasn't it. And I pushed it down and I continued to move forward until I think it was a, I really think it was about a couple of months later. I was sitting at same brilliant person's actual big event. Um, and I was listening to someone speak and my mentor was speaking at this event and he was sitting behind me on a platform and like I said, I was listening to the speakers talk about pitching to corporations, and he texted me. I said, what are you thinking? I was really surprised because I had never gotten a text from him before. And I sort of looked around, and I texted back. I was like, it's not really what I want to do. And I think that was the first time I was completely flat-out honest about it. I wanted to help people with the whole of their lives and and entrepreneurs with their businesses versus leadership development in corporate for technology departments. Now, if I had been really clear and honest with myself, I probably wouldn't have done the VIP day outlining the tactical plan to do just that. And why, why did I struggle so much? Well, early in my 
practice, I had someone flat out tell me that the only thing that I could do was coaching around technology departments because that's what I've done, that I had no business doing anything else. And this came from another coach, actually. And it was someone that I had a relatively healthy respect for. So I took that to heart instead of listening to my gut or my inner compass. And I was like, okay. However, I absolutely do not regret doing that VIP day. Because I did use that tactical plan in aha moments that I gained, but I did it in a different way throughout the years since. So my mentor and I worked to reset and come up with a new vision, not a plan, a new vision or a vision. And within a week, I had a different type of client. And through the years since, I have been in many more VIP days. I have been in retreats and and different programs helping me clarify, course correct, correct, and realize parts of my vision. Vision is ongoing. And there have been highs, and there have been lows, and there have been some rainbows, and there have been some potholes. But it has been and continues to be one hell of a journey. There's a picture I keep on my phone, and it is a picture of data maps from my last project in corporate. It was the last blow-up. This is, this is what the last blow-up was about with that VP. And if I'm having a bad moment, sometimes I go back and look at that picture. And always, always I smile. And I drink it in, and I feel the gratitude. I feel the gratitude for all the frustration. I feel the gratitude for the friction. And I feel the gratitude for the release. Because I know I'm doing exactly what I'm put here on earth to do. And then I go and take some action to move forward somewhere in my life. You have to take responsibility for all of it. That is what moves you forward. Now, that is a small bit about the journey over the past 10 years. But here's some key takeaways I want you to give some thought to. Number one, take responsibility for your life. Take 100% responsibility for your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. Nothing changed for me until I stopped playing the victim. And I was really good at it. Number two, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you have to do it forever. Number three, be brutally honest with yourself about where you are and what you want out of life. Listen to that inner cosmic compass, that inner voice. Just Give it some room to breathe because it'll tell you where you need to go. Number four, and this is a toughie, give up your need for control, your need to be right, and your need to be liked because that is going to slow down your progress, sometimes to a crawl. It's going to keep you on the struggle line. That is the one area 
that or those three things that kept me on the struggle line, even working with my mentor. I was very, very hard to to give up that need for control or the need to be right. And it, you don't have to struggle. You're only going to struggle hard for as long as you allow yourself to struggle hard. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be that hard. Number five, ask for help and invest in yourself. If it weren't for my mentor, I absolutely unequivocally would not be where I'm at. And the, the, and not just him, but other people that I've hired with their expertise. And I mean that from a happiness standpoint, a mental health standpoint, a knowledge and skill set standpoint, and a business standpoint. Completely changed my life. You need to look for someone that has a skill set, but also that you resonate with. That's very important. I was very fortunate. I hired a very high-end person right out of the gate. He's been in the industry for 20-plus years. He was not... He's someone that had been around the block for a while. And I think that I it just accelerated my growth so much faster and he helped me become the mindset mentor that I am today so that I can do the same thing for other people. I really hope you got something out of this. I know that when I've other have heard others talk about their journey, it has really helped me. Now let's talk about how I'm celebrating my birthday with you. I've decided to open up my VIP experience at special pricing. Now, this is for a limited time through the end of the month of March 2023 to book. And I'm limiting this to three slots, whichever comes first. So the pricing is 5555. Hello, milestone birthday. And the offer is only pay in full. So there's no payment plan. Now, normally this is an 8K and up offer. So let's talk about this container. What does this look like? I usually have a pre-call with you so that you can sort of, we can set the expectations. Like, what are you trying to accomplish for the day? Make sure that we're both in sync. Then we spend about six hours during an in-person experience together on your focus. And I hold those in a couple of different cities. Typically, the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area, Asheville, North Carolina metro area, Atlanta, Georgia metro area, Charleston, South Carolina area. Um, I've done them in a couple of other places, but that's generally where the, the southeast of the Americas. After that, we have biweekly calls that are about whatever is going on continue to support and there's email support for 90 days now if that is something that you are interested in or if you have questions please reach out to inquire at adriamcdonald.com and we'll get in touch and i will put a link to that in the show notes as always i would love to hear from you connect with me on social if you have a mindset question for Break Free Friday, send it to breakfreefriday at adriamcdonald.com. That's also in the show notes. Have a beautiful week. Feel free to have some cake to celebrate my birthday. 
And I look forward to connecting with you next Thanks for listening to the Mindset Strategist podcast. If you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share it out. And reviews are always appreciated. You can check out my website at www.adrianmcdonald.com for more information. And I would also love to connect with you on social. The links are in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.